We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we're recording this after the Warriors 129-118 lost the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, split the back-to-back against the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. Steph doesn't play the second half fit. I think on face value, you can say, okay, I can live with this. This is what I expected. They needed to win in Chicago. They probably were never going to beat Milwaukee. Get Steph a must needed day off uh this is like the healthiest stuff's been in like five years by the way you know and i think they had it, it, i thought it was a nice effort against milwaukee and for part of it i thought they were actually gonna uh pull it off because i yeah right you did no you wait well, no I mean, way was, you seriously what, thought what that. do you think of i'm not impressed with milwaukee I, i'm not they also didn't they, they didn't give a shit tonight um that, so that's they, part of the reason <laughs> well in mid mid January. No, okay. So their defense has been bad all season, right? So you're right. Um, that's not it's not a team that's been super impressive. They're winning games because it's regular season games. They're, they're um, winning because of talent. I I kind of feel like they're not like collectively making each other better. If that makes I sense. wonder too, though, like they're not gonna use the regular season to get better at things that they probably need to. Right? It's kind of like the Boston Celtics who. You watch them win. They're going to win, what, 58, 60 games? And then you're just going to go, does it matter? Because they still can't get good offense down the stretch of games. Like, none of this truly matters. None of this tells you if they're addressing the stuff that you need to see them address to win a title. Better way to put it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just Dame doesn't look good. That's the thing to me that really blows my mind is is Dame just doesn't look like – I know I mentioned this. I think you watch more Bucks than me. I can't – I kind of hate watching Eastern Conference basketball, um, but – Dame just doesn't look great. That's they're, the thing. They're definitely not high on the league pass watch list. Um, I've watched enough of them this season. Like, bad vibes. Not fun to watch. Giannis, vibe, huh? Giannis doesn't look like he's enjoying himself either, huh. by the way. Uh, anyway, that's enough bucks. Let's get to the Warriors here. Let's do a little bit on this game, and then we'll go bigger picture because sure. Steph didn't play tonight. Like, we don't, we don't need to microanalyze this game. Right, deserve uh, deserve a day off though. I, you mentioned this, but I want to point because I, I saw some people kind of like why why take this one off, you know? And then after the game, they lose by a couple points. They're like maybe he shouldn't. It's like, dude, that's how you know. That's how you know he's the face of the league. People get mad when he sits, even though like he needed to sit. 
he needed this sort a week ago. Hell, he needed this at two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. uh, they knew they'd lose this game. Honestly, if he played this game, Milwaukee just tries harder. <laughs> and right. they lose the game. They, by they, the, they see the I mean? dude. They're like, oh, we're coming for him. Yeah. Exactly. Like the, It doesn't mm-hmm. change the result of tonight. Uh, um, but yeah, day off. I guess he's back on Monday. Um, I don't know. Does that really, really help? But whatever. I just thought, deserve a day off. Good for Steph. And uh, well, maybe he'll get Draymond back, too. So anyway, yeah, the there, there's reports Draymond could play Monday against the Grizzlies. Um, I think he will. I think that's like one of those like cautious feeler things yep. that they're yep. going to clear him. Yep. But you never know if it isn't Monday, it'll be right after that Wednesday. And they really could use him back as soon as possible yes. just because. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know, we're 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 at game 39. They're not good. They're still <laughs> under 500. They're still out of the play. And granted, they're like a five game winning streak away from being the succeed um but uh, you know at a certain point you need to start racking up w's otherwise you just have no shot at anything forget the trade deadline like they just need to win some games period and uh they're gonna get them back and let, let's talk about this game a little bit i think what was cool about the bucks game which they never you know they, come on man the bucks have two top 75 all-time players three all-stars all that sort of stuff against the Warriors kind of young squad here. Um, Pods in the homecoming, hard not to love him. He's, he's When he hit the step back on Dame and then a step back on Giannis, I'm like, this is why I think we shouldn't write off his overall upside because he's got, he's, got he's got a level of like cockiness in him mixed with dog that like, he knows how people he knows people see like kind of a funny looking white kid, you know. He he he's like said it in interviews. He know yeah. he's always out there to like prove to people that like, hey, don't judge me by my appearance. I can play, you know. And he's I just think he's better than people think. I think he's yeah. more skilled than people think. I don't think people understand how hard it is to hit a step back three in an NBA game against Giannis, you know. Uh, I don't think people understand hard is to get 10 rebounds as a 6'3 guard all the time. And I'm not even touching on the feel stuff, which is always the most impressive. You know, he's uh, he's got this uh, weird uh, shifty finishing game around the rim, which is mm-hmm. really cool to see because, um, you know, m- most guys, I mean, for example, it's totally different. I mean, this guy was undrafted and everything, but like you, you look at Lester Quinones go to the rim tonight. Mm-hmm. It's so much more different than watching pods. Uh, when they're kind of the same size, right? And kind of the same sure. level of athleticism, not super athletic and dunk, but like not much more than that. But you look at Pods, he's got like a fake floater. Then he goes with like a Euro after that, finishes around the rim where you're just like, man, you you can work on that stuff. But for a rookie to do that uh, against Brook Lopez and he did it against Giannis once too, it's, it's super, super impressive where you start to watch like Shea Gilgis Alexander is probably what the best finishing guy, like shifty guard guy yeah. at the rim nowadays. And so, like, like, I'm not saying he's gonna end yeah. up beating him, but just <laughs> watching him do stuff like that is cool. We we don't we don't see Warriors players do that because Warriors players have always been kind of slash or shoot a three. The only mm-hmm. guy is just Steph. That's it, right? And then everyone else is in pool. Like, pool for yeah, yeah, time. right. And pool. And but pool relied so much. He has such quick burst, and he had. He's a little bigger. He's True. got what athleticism too, because he he can like he could cock it back a little bit. Pods definitely can't, even though he dunked tonight twice. But yeah, the shifty athleticism is, is really yeah. cool for finishing. I mean, shifty finishing, not athleticism. It's really cool. I enjoyed seeing it. I don't think I've seen enough of it this season, so it was cool to see it tonight. Ten for fourteen, um, and only three of them were threes. He he can play. 
I'll put it that way. Like he's just, it's fun to watch him. Like to me, I think touch is somewhat innate. You either have touch or you don't. Uh, And if you have it, you can improve it and you can keep working on other aspects of your game. You can get stronger. You can develop, uh, you know, a second jump. You can get a little better at various aspects. But like, if you don't have touch, you don't have touch, you know? Uh, And when I watch him, it's, it's like what you're saying. It's like, it's the floater. It's the kind of some of the innate stuff where I'm like, man, he's only 20. Wait until he gets a couple years of professional weight experience. Wait until he starts figuring out how to use his body to create more space and all that little stuff. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. going to be a very good player uh, for a long time. That's, yeah. that's kind of him, him and the next guy. Him yeah. and the next guy. And, and Kuminga, another great game from Kuminga. I he's, I was looking at the numbers. The so this is the 16th game they've played without Draymond Green. Uh, there, I know. And honestly, if I told you before the stretch, Draymond would lose 16 straight games, and they were eight and eight. Wouldn't you take that? Wouldn't you be like, yeah, that's he's missed 16 straight games. Is that how long it's been? Yeah, yeah. So I actually misheard you. I thought you meant he's missed 16 games this season. So no, 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 16, no, 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 no. 16 sure. has been the um the the better health suspension. Sure. <laughs> uh and, and it's like um you know the the on the one hand, I feel like, dude, they need to start figuring something out or the season's gone, you know? On the other hand, I'm like, hey, man, I would have I would have penciled if they went 16, I would have penciled six and ten, you know. I know they can string together a few games, but that's a long time to have no defense. And they still have no defense. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. They have no that defense. That Chicago game was. <laughs> right. They, they that, won, was just, yeah. <laughs> that was just who could get more buckets. And the Warriors needed more buckets, so we'll take it. But, like, yeah, sure. it was – you could feel no Draymond. Anyway, my point is I think the biggest beneficiary of Draymond's absence has been Kuminga. Uh, another great – Game tonight, 28 points. I don't know if that's a season high, but it feels like it's approaching a season high for him in general. 10 for 18. His finishing has been so good since he's been kind of the consistent four-man who gets to attack the rim. Uh, Not like in the early part of the season, it was so frustrating watching him fade away in the post. I'm like, dude, go up harder. You're you're, you're bigger, stronger, more athletic. And he stopped doing that. Now he's just going – Harder at the rim. He's finishing inside. He's getting the free throw line. Six for six tonight. Over this stretch before tonight's game, he was 76% from the free throw line. He might be 80% from the free throw line now, which is a huge improvement from the guy who was in the mid-60s the last two years in it's general. Incredible. And, That's incredible. And like, and like I do I think he's an 80% free throw shooter? Probably not. But like going from 65 to 75% is pretty impressive. That's like that's the difference between, you know. Oh, they're gonna foul you, and well, no, you can get to the rim at will, you know. So, wow, I you think are that, some numbers out today. That, I th- that's good. I that's think that matters. Number. I think. Wow. Uh, I mean, wow. he is. I'm. I'm gonna share real quick his numbers coming into this game, and just keep in mind this does not count the Bucks game, which will only increase his numbers. This is the last 15 games without Draymond. 57 percent from the field. 30. Two and a half percent from three. Yeah, the three balls still like it's just it's not a shot. He'll hit a few, but like you know, is uh, 
he's not a he's not a three point shooting threat just yet, but like at least he's mastering the downhill thing. I feel like last year probably the thing that frustrated you more than anyone was he can't shoot, but he's also not taking it to the rim. He's just kind of like floating a little bit. At least now he's taking it to the rim pretty consistently. He's realized he has an athletic advantage on everyone uh, except for Giannis in the NBA. Uh, that was pretty and, funny. That was and, pretty funny. Yeah, right? Uh, a guy that's just bigger than him. But um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, but like how many Giannis's are there in the NBA? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like One. <laughs> one, that's it. Uh, against Chicago, he did whatever he wanted at the rim. And against most teams, he should do whatever he wants at the rim. He's now averaging over 16 points in like 27 minutes a game. Uh, you know, efficient at the rim. I, you know, he's, he's a subject of every trade talk for the Warriors uh, because he's the most exciting prospect that they have. But man, when you keep seeing him do this stuff, I get why they're like, we're not just throwing him in as like a filler. Like if we give him to you, you're like you're getting a top prospect for for lack of well, way to put it. it it feels like he's i i don't i'm not going to be the guy that that's changing my mind every podcast so i won't but it's funny because the warriors can go you know he's on he's on the table for siakam and then he plays well the last month all right now he's only on the table for Lowry marketing right type of thing so it's uh it's interesting I, i'm i'm curious to see cuz they've got now about 10 plus games left before the trade deadline to see what they do because he he looks like someone that i, I think if you're Kaminga he's probably gone through the toughest uh path to playing time as a young player uh, just take yeah. out the deserve it part. He's t- you're right. He he's like again, like he's he's won a championship. He had nothing to do with it, but he was won a championship. Contributed yeah, uh, more to the big Jimmy, and he didn't even post on Instagram. So. <laughs> Did he hold the trophy? I, you know, but like, <laughs> but I don't know why so that was not necessary. But like, I'm just he he's someone that I, I think if you were to ask him honestly, he would be very happy if he got traded somewhere else where he can just play basketball. And I don't want to be the bad guy tonight, but he didn't get to close. And you could, you can argue maybe and he that wasn't was very so good. And right? And you can argue, you could say maybe he was taking bad shots, turned the ball over. Maybe his defense wasn't good, but it's like, I mean, if anything, you look at the, the, the work he's done um, the past month. Yeah. He deserves to close. Like it's, it's pretty clear. Um, and I think, I, I think if you're Kaminga, you start to – I mean, you believe that you should be playing those minutes and all that is true, especially on this team, that they can't not close with them because the options that they have just aren't – even when Draymond that's, comes that's, back. Just, that's, my, that's my whole thing. Benching him in closing time like you have the 2016 Warriors, like relax, you know? You're playing corpse Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Dario Saric, Looney. Uh, these aren't, you know, this isn't. Um, what are we doing? This isn't prime Kevin Durant, Andre Godala. Like this isn't even twenty twenty two Wiggins or Otto yeah, Porter. Exactly. Or Otto Porter. Like I know you're throwing out the 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 fucking the the dream team over there, but sure. like we're talking about like Otto. Like, he's not uh, like Otto's not sure. on this team. Not walking through that door. Hell, Bielitz is not walking through that door. Andrew Wiggins of a couple years ago, not even Jordan Poole is not walking, definitely not walking through that door. So I, you know, I, I think that's not. I don't want to dive into that. It's just obvious mm-hmm. stuff that we've talked about all season long. But I think if you're Wiggins, who tonight, I mean, the, I mean, you even look at he only played, he only played thirty minutes. 
only play 30 minutes. And that's my other favorite. That's my other favorite part. Steve never plays him more than 30 minutes. I'm sitting here. I'm going like, he's 21. He's tired. He hits his head on the rim, just like doing warmups. Like, I promise you he'll be okay. He'll be fine. Dude, dude, like clay, clay, two surgically repaired legs. Steve has to be told not to play him 40 minutes. But Kuminga, second end of a back-to-back, too. Yeah, Kuminga, potentially the best athlete in the entire league. Uh, can't get, you know, just like if if anything, like he should be your workhorse. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just should be should be uh should be the Christian McCaffrey. Just hand it off to him every play. I uh <laughs> next week, baby. That will be next week. It's just uh, and, and also you you talk about a team that needs rim pressure at the end of mm-hmm. games, right? We even when Steph is on the floor, you need someone that can that can either dunk the ball or get to the hole and draw some free throws, especially at the end. Brooke Lopez is getting tired. Giannis has been running around crazy all game. Dame doesn't play a lick of defense. You just, Middleton has no chance on him. So again, like, hey, we're going to lose this game tonight anyway. But the process to me is always is always iffy the way the Warriors are going about it. I also mm-hmm. thought it was interesting tonight uh, that Steve Kerr coached this game like it was the NBA Finals. He's out here just clapping it up, calling timeouts. Make, making subs with one second left in the half. Not you know so sleep. I mean? Not so sleepy. What the hell are we doing? What the hell are we doing? Do that against the All Kings right. and maybe I, don't I, lose I, a twenty point lead. Oh, yeah, that that I I think management's gripe with him would be embarrassing. Oh, we can't we can't do this. We can't do this against better teams. You, you got to do this when it's like their B squad and you're excited. Like, yeah. Then don't know. coach the. Don't, stop coaching. Then go coach the Spurs. It does. Yeah, exactly. He was Gross. so excited for pods and to degree Kuminga and some of those guys. And it's just like, can we not just get this on a normal night for me? Anyway. <laughs> um, you're, getting pay- you're getting paid $15 million, man. Go do your job. All right. Um, no, not yet. He will, <laughs> he will, though, if he wants it. So um, I was going to ask you real quick before okay. we get to the read. Okay. On the Kuminga note, how many of these teams is he closing? averaging more than 15, 16 points a game, just generally getting more opportunities than he gets with the Warriors. I have have the Eastern Conference standings up. We can scan to the West at the same time. I mean, I I don't need to go down each one of them because it's just boring podcast stuff. But, like, I'm I'm looking at this. I'm going, I would say 50% of the NBA would be starting him right now, at least. You know, maybe, like, the Celtics – with the, the uh, Bucks, with the, no. the Cavs start them with the Cavs start them. That's a it's immediate like a average, a slightly above average team with the Cavs. I mean, start that's him. that's a team that's clearly out of the play in, which is far better than the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Pacers yeah. with it, the Pacers start them. They're they're eight games above five hundred. The Pacers, the Pacers have been trying to acquire him. You know, like Ooh, uh, whoa, it's been reported. Whoa, um, would would the Knicks start him? Yes, the Knicks have a better record than the Warriors. Would the Heat start? Dude, I don't even want to see what Spo would do with him. You know, um. Go to like the West. The Kings would love him. They have no one on the wings other than Keegan Murray, uh, and they probably get a solid thirty minutes a game out of him. Dallas, yep. Dallas is dying for any anything uh, assembling rim pressure around Luca and uh, Kyrie. And like, I, I think it just it's. I guess my overall point is the Warriors love to go into the. We have too many good players. It's like, well, you're the twelfth seed in the West. Do you really have too many good players? Like, do you? Maybe just play. Maybe just play the guys who are producing more instead of trying to, you know, do some weird like uh, CYO stuff where everyone gets on the floor, but you play the coach's son the most. You know. Just anyway, I I agree.
the Light Years Podcast is brought to you by Under Armour. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. Curry 11s are specifically designed. Ultimate balance, grip, stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up, showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on off the court. Curry 11s are built and perfect for the, both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes its shoe feel like it was designed for your feet. Locked in no matter what you do on the court. Stop in your tracks with dual density, UA flow, cushioning and traction, and emergency brake you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second sec- second decade of a sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on off the court. Take these kicks with you and you leave the scrimmage where you a wherever you go. Do your thing. Change the game. Curry 11 Future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. So I had a question for you. I was thinking about this, but like basically we're going to be talking trade rumors a bunch for the next three weeks. We just did a pod a day ago. Everyone check that out, by the way. Uh, and make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast players. And of course, join our playback room. Uh, Ooh, nice. Anyway, my point is, should we do another Siakam segment? Another, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know a move's coming. Um, and I and I think we both agree that move's not coming tomorrow. So they probably have to keep this thing afloat for another 10 or so games. Uh, and that's kind of the interesting thing to me, which is what we don't know is how aggressive they'll be kind of money-wise. And uh, what do they need to do over the next 10 games to get Joey light years to green light big spending? And what I mean by big spending is not this year's payroll. It's like I'm willing to give up potentially a Kuminga or a Moody for Siakam because I'm ready to give him $200 million at the end of the year because I'm not trading those guys for a 20-game rental. I'm ready to acquire DeJounte Murray for an expiring contract, even though I know he's owed 100 whatever million after this year because I believe that these players will be the dudes who – Right, that like I believe in the core, and and all it needs is a tweak around Steph, and next thing you know, we're back, we're light years ahead, and I'm going to be obnoxious and on the cameras every day. Well, well, the hard <laughs> part about what you're saying with the next ten games is that they'd have to thread the needle between how great they look and who are the players that they're gonna trade. Because, and again, this is unlikely because we've watched it all season. If Andrew Wiggins is going to play amazing over the next 10 games, look like his same self from a year and a half, two years ago, why would you trade him? Right? It's oh, same. Oh, it's the, it's, oh, I hate this game. The, uh, well, if he's playing well, we want to hold on to him. Wh- but wh- if he which, sucks, we can't get anything for him. Wh- which is why, to me, thinking like that is not, if the Warriors are thinking like that, they're, they're going to themselves and thinking, all right, these next 10 games, it's going to tell us what we should do at the trade deadline. I just think that short-term thinking is going to bode very poorly for the Warriors. If you feel like Andrew Wiggins isn't the future for your team, then trade him no matter how good he plays in the next 10 games. Let me you shouldn't decide, right, whether you should trade him or not. That, that's just one name. I think the same, the same definitely goes to Kaminga, right? Like, he's going – like, people are out there like, well, he looks great. You can't trade him. Well, dude, 
Like he might be your best bet at getting a Siakam and you're just going to have to bite the bullet and then pay Siakam because that's the best way to win a championship. So let me reframe the question because maybe I'm not asking it clearly enough. Uh, The Warriors are 18 and 21. If you're watching on stream, uh, the standings haven't updated. They're reasonably in it with regards to like getting into the playoff. Like they're not, they're not out of it. They're definitely not in it. Right. They're the 12 seed right now, but they can be back in the playoffs. Okay. There's two schools of thought at the trade deadline. One is you make a bunch of moves to go for it right now. The second is you make a bunch of moves to have flexibility to do what you want to do in the summer. And that's kind of the crux of my question, because I feel like if they're sitting a game out of the playoffs, you kind of have to be like, look, man, Denver's good, but can we not just run it at them a little bit? You know, like if we make the right moves, um, whereas if the Warriors are seven games out of the playoffs, yeah, the moves they're going to make are going to be like, let's just get off of Wiggins contract. Let's give ourselves all this cap space and go into the offseason with, you know, all this money and this ability. And we're going to pull together a dream team, whatever bullshit the Giants sell every summer. And they're not even trying to sell anymore, by the way. But yes, keep going. Do you get do you get like what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I I would. Because just to finish the thought, if they're not close to the playoffs, they're not going to give up Kuminga. They'd rather just hold him till the summer, you know? So that that's kind of like the crux of my question. Like, I think they're going to get rid of Wiggins no matter what. Ooh. I just gut feeling. And it's a question of, are they going to get rid of him and try to make some moves that help you now? Or are they going to do the very unpopular thing, which is, yeah, we're just going to try to get out of money and we'll figure it out next summer. Uh, that would be, I would be surprised by that, but that's just me kind of hoping that they don't do that though. That, that's what I'm basing it on. <laughs> that That's it. Like, you seem to think that that's more realistic than them making a couple trades and going all in. I, I think is what you're saying. I don't think it's unrealistic that they decide the moves aren't there. The best move is to set ourselves up for the summer, which would make me unhappy. And God knows how I don't even want to talk about what we're going to have to talk about. For yeah, months yeah after exactly. That. But exactly. Like, but I mean, that is. And so my question is, what do they need to do to ensure that they don't do that? Pull up that schedule. You had the schedule. You had that's when we could go. That's where that's where we go straight to. OK, because uh, Draymond Draymond's back Monday. Let's just operate with that assumption. Um, yeah. And then and then, and then 21. Yep. Draymond in Memphis. That has to be a W. Yep. They're taking out Bane's. Bane's out, so yeah, it has to be a dub. Utah needs to be a dub. Yep. Uh, Dallas at home, you'd think. I mean, that's you got to get a revenge dub, right? Like Atlanta is a joke, right? And then Sacramento. Atlanta's like, tanking. That's yeah, <laughs> right. They just lost to the Wizards tonight. If you guys like, what are we By doing? Thirty. Dejounte Murray's on the way, so that's four four <laughs> wins in a row. Then you He's got on the second. way somewhere. Sacks <laughs> another fifty fifty game. Lakers fifty fifty game. Philadelphia and then Memphis again. Atlanta again. But like that is not a super hard schedule. 
No, the last time we said this about a homestand, the Warriors went woe and four or whatever. They went one and five or some shit, right? On the homestand. But you get Draymond back. I don't even know if they need to get through 10 games before a trade's made because 10 games gets them to February 5th. Right there. Um, right. And maybe a trade's made before. But it, like maybe it might be eight games or so. By the way, these are all national TV games, which is hilarious. hilarious. People, like the, people like the Warriors. People Steph. like the Warriors. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Steph, by the way, yes. Joe, Joey's aware that Steph makes a lot of money. Um, <laughs> makes him a lot of money. I think it's realistic. They're above. They're at five hundred. If okay, that's let's just say to, to the be. end of. Let's just say end of January. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's eight games. They would need to go six and two. Six and two. Yeah. I mean, it's unrealistic given their schedule. It is unrealistic given how unserious they are. <laughs> um, two and six like, is on the table. I'll tell you that. Look, man, if you can't win in Memphis, beat Utah. Atlanta uh, beat Atlanta like those are the type of things that's going to make manager be like dude it's just not happening this year we should just we should just play it for the offseason you know we should make moves here's an example of playing it for the offseason they traded for Andrew Bogut midseason uh when he was injured obviously he was a better player than Monte Ellis right like you saw the vision Great but they knew it was going to hurt them in the short term. Great there's trade. No, there's no, there's no way around that, right? Like right, yeah. that's the type of that's the type of stuff where you're just like, are we going to say no, no, no? We're going for it this year because Steph is still Steph, and we can do it. Or are we going to be like, hey, let's take a big picture view at this baby? It's like trading for Robbie Ray when he can't even pitch to uh, after the <laughs> break. You know, light years, baby. Um. You keep bringing it up. I, I'm I'm trying to fight you on it, Samuel. I'm, I'm doing my best to fight you on it because I really don't want that to happen. Uh, but if this team is six games under 500, come come February second, uh, oh, right? Like, th- th- what what are we doing? What what they are play, we doing? They play Memphis and Atlanta twice before the trade deadline. Like, what are each we doing? of them? They play. They like. You have to. You have to win those games and look at your like make Dunleavy be like, dude, we could be like last year's Lakers. We'd be like one of the, like all it takes is the right trade. Next thing you know, we're we're in it, you know? So I don't I'd also I've been kind of going the other way, just kind of saying saying the more they lose and the uglier that they lose, it's obvious that they need to make a move. I guess I didn't take into account the effect what type of move that will be. And and, and I think when you talk about the type of long-term money that they can have is it is it going to be Wiggins for expiring, right? Or is it going to be Wiggins, a couple other guys in separate trades, and you get Dejounte Murray and another guy back, right? Like, and, and that way you can reload. Kind of talking. Yeah, that, exactly. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Like, that's the difference. That's are you going to reset or are you going to reload? Hey, that's the title of the pod. There you go. <laughs> title of the pod: Reset or Reload. We are. Brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy. They are back, baby. They are back. Football season is in the playoffs. The NBA season is here, which means you have a chance to now 100x your cash on daily fantasy basketball. Basketball has never been more exciting than it is now with players like Jonathan Kaminga, Brandon Pajemski, and Trace Jackson Davis. You can pick more or less on stats for these guys, like points, rebounds, three-pointers, steals, double-doubles, and more for up to 100x payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you can win big. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS 
and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy is upping the nicotine pouch game with breakers. Pouches packing a little something extra inside. What are Lucy breakers? If you know your pouches, you know that the nicotine doesn't hit immediately and neither does the flavor. The geniuses at Lucy came up with a brilliant way to fix both those problems. They put a mini liquid capsule inside. Oh, we got a picture here for the, uh, for the live listeners. A mini liquid capsule inside each breaker's pouch. So here's what you do. You grab, a great, you grab a breaker's pouch, then you break the capsule with your teeth. It makes a really satisfying pop. Then you put it in your lip and enjoy the immediate nicotine and flavor release. Nobody is doing anything like this except for Lucy. It's a new kind of pouch technology, and it's only available from Lucy. You get your 4 or 8 mg of tobacco-free 100% pure nicotine, six delicious flavors. You got the unique ones like apple ice or espresso, and the classics like mint or mango. So break up with your dusty gas station pouches and go to lucyco.co slash lightyears and use promo code lightyears to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. That's lucy.co and use code lightyears to get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Let's get to the goons. By the way, I see no cap in the in the chat. I better hear him call in after we've been talking talking some trash. But we start with our guy Gifted Hoops, host Gold Blooded on playback. Oh. You all should check it out. He's fun to watch games with. Uh, Gifted, what's up, my man? Not in a good mood. My bad. My bad. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me now? There you you're good. Coming in loud and clear. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very frustrated with this game. First, shout out to y'all, Sam, and hope all you guys are in better spirits because I'm I'm very upset. Um, <laughs> so I understand that a lot of people felt like this is a game where they're going to get blown out because there's no Steph Curry. But the Bucks defense the entire year has been abysmal with Malik Beasley as your POA defender with Brooke Lopez and Giannis being really the only plus defenders on the roster. So I knew coming in every time this Warriors team subverts expectations. Oh, we should be decently competitive with the Raptors and the Pelicans blowout games. Oh, we should get blown out by the Bucks. It's a competitive game. And I get that Klay Thompson shot bad. He had a bad, you know, night in terms of that. But the shot making in the fourth was big and his decision making with the pass and with Trace was good. But why is it that Jonathan Kuminga is the one that gets subbed out over Wiggins and you're bringing in Looney size? Like, it's so frustrating because if you're telling me that you're basing Andrew Wiggins' future on this team off the next 10 games when you know he is a variance player, they put him on the bench, he did not play much better. He was 3 for 12 tonight, and you're taking him him out. No, sorry, you're taking Kuminga out who had so many plays tonight that were impactful to the rim towards the basket that no one else on the team can do. Kuminga is the future of this team, unless you're trading it for a guy like a Laurie Markkinen, which I can understand. It's just frustrating to keep having, oh, well, they played hard, so we have moral wins. Corey Joseph, who does nothing with the basketball, 
a glorified worst version of Ben Simmons in 18 minutes for this team. I'm I'm just I'm getting very upset because Trace plays 18 minutes way better than Corey Joseph. He didn't get more time. Like it's just so frustrating seeing the minute allocation be so stingy. And the fact that, as you said earlier, Kuminga is way younger than Andrew Wiggins, but he can only play 30 minutes, only 30 for Kuminga. I promise you he can play more. Like it's just, it's just frustrating seeing us make the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over. And then we're talking about trades and, and, and people are like, well, no, it, it, guys, if Wiggins plays better for five more games when he's only played good for like eight on the whole season, that's going to up his value. And we should keep him then because he plays POA defense when his defense hasn't been good all year for the most part for Andrew Wiggins. Like it, it's very annoying. And I'm calm normally. Like I don't really freak out. I have fun. I watch the games. I'm, you know, I'm fine. But just seeing these habits repeat themselves over and over in a very winnable game. This is so symbolic of our season right now. I'm sorry. I don't have, I don't have a word to disagree with you. Like it's, it is frustrating because it's uh, everything has not gone right this season. It's been generally a miserable season, right? like in every capacity. And it's like the little things that have been positive, which is Jonathan Kuminga tangibly taking a step. You feel like he's fighting his coach every step of the way. Like he, he has to do things twice as good to get a minute. And those it's just frustrating, man. So appreciate and the then call. B-Pos, by the way, by the way, right? Like yeah. he played so well and they barely used him on ball enough. He was just spotting up and making the shots. We just got to be better as a team. But yeah, I, I appreciate you guys, man. Sorry. Have a great evening, man. No, call in anytime. All right, man. Ooh, got high standards. Better than me. You're uh, you're just a beaten man. I am. <laughs> no, I am. That's why he comes in hot with the, with the, I love it. It's, you know, I'm, Oh you've seen you've seen this Steve Kerr masterclass a thousand times, literally a thousand times. He I, in a decade. <laughs> looks like he has too. He just you know. Actually, have you have you thought about it? Steve Kerr's been the this is the tenth year Steve Kerr's been the coach, which means eight hundred plus regular season games. I know there was the one season they had a condensed schedule because of uh, it's like seven hundred too many. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you think about all the playoff runs. They've been on. Uh, he might be approaching a thousand games as the head coach of the Warriors. Might really. Sam, you're scaring me. I'm just. I'm, no, you're gonna get two thousand, Paratosh. By the way, you're I'm getting just. Gonna, I'm just. Yeah, I think he's going to stay on just for me. All I'm doing is math. Yeah, 157. Or sorry, um, 135. No, I tell you about 138 playoff games. That he has coached for the Warriors. You Special. you thrown that so okay, so over nine hundred games he's coached for the Warriors. That's where I'm at right now. Special. That's where I'm at. All right, Peritas, what you got for us? Um, yeah. Do you guys think Lakov is going to be outside the conference or Steve Kerr's press conference again, wondering why Kuminga didn't <laughs> play the, <laughs> the final uh, I don't know what, four minutes or something? But anyway, I wanted to say I side with Sam on what you're saying about the trades, especially because there are so many moving parts. Clay's contract is running out, and then Steve Kerr's contract is running out, and the guy that we're targeting, Siakam himself, is a free agent in the summer. So it seems like, and unless like there's a home run, like I don't know, uh, especially with Kuminga's play, unless we get Lowry Markinen back, 
I don't think that they would be willing to do a trade that would give away Kuminga right now without looking at what it looks like in the offseason. So, um, yeah, because it seems like under another coach, maybe he would be a play, not just playable, but he might end up becoming a star. So, and because Lakeup already gave up Wiseman and what we got back was a cropped um, uh, GP2. I don't blame GP2, but like he already had a favorite in Wiseman and he has given that up. So to do that twice within the space of one and a half years, was it one and a half years? Whatever, it's however many many months. But it seems unlikely unless we get Lowry back. Yeah, that's what I want to say. I don't even think Lowry's on the market, just to be clear, in that in that capacity. And I hate comparing Kuminga to Wiseman. It's like Big Jim's going to be in China with with uh, you know s- setting bad screens for the Jeremy Lin uh, you know retirement tour. Yeah, I just uh, meant but, but Jer- Jeremy Lin doesn't need those screens to get to get a bucket in the CBA, so he's yeah. good that way. Um, I just meant in terms of him being like Lakeup's favorite child right now in the team. Like he's the guess, next I one guess, that Lakeup is moving. I guess the question is. I, and this is probably better for Sam. Do you do you think do you think that Joe Lakeup will 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 let Kaminga go? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I, I do. I think the Warriors' perspective on Kuminga is a little more nuanced in the sense of I don't think anyone internally thinks he's going to be Kawhi Leonard or Tyrese Howell. Like like when you know, okay, that's that's the guy after Steph, you know but they think he's a good player and they're not just going to give him away for no reason, if that makes sense. Uh, And I think, I think it's really that simple, like frustrations when Steve doesn't play him because he's better than the options he plays frustrations when maybe his trade values is as high as it should be because of your coach, those sort of things. I, I don't believe that the Warriors are married to him because they're about a year away from having to pay him a lot of money and everyone's feelings change when contract dollars are in there. Remember how much they loved Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole? All right. Well, we just gave you $30 million a year and you're playing like trash. You got to go, bro. You know, like, so Kuminga will be exactly the same thing. They may love his upside, but if he doesn't get better, he's out the door. Just one last thing is what would you give him up for? What would Lakeup be willing to give him give him up for for an expiring Siakam? I don't I don't know. I don't. I just don't. Well, it, it, it wouldn't be. Si- it wouldn't be. That's the thing. If you're trading for Siakam, you have to do it. They, with they the, know. They know. You have to do it with the idea that I'm going to give him. We're resigning him, and we know it costs us much. That's like the math, right? Like it's it's not a um, oh we're just going to see what happens. You're doing it knowing that you need to pay him this much in the offseason. Let's get MT, but not that MT. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, you know, Saturday night, enjoying ourselves. Not a barn burner of a NBA or a football game tonight, but, you know, still fun. You know, you know the funny thing? I, I unironically had more fun watching this game than I have. <laughs> than I've had, like, watching several other Warriors games this year. Uh, and, and that kind of leads into another thing, a potentially ridiculous psychological question. Um, if you had a magic crystal ball and you knew that regardless of trades, Siakam, whatever, that for the rest of the Steph Curry era, that you were a first round exit at best, would you be happier not blowing it up, 
but prioritizing the young guys as the core kind of gets more washed or just watching the core get more washed. <laughs> like if, if you knew for sure that that was like the future. That's that's a lead. That's a question that it's a leading question. Leading the witness objection. We, objection. We can't win that one because you're, you're telling us the conclusion. Um, I think the only flaw in that in that scenario is that I don't know if any of these guys are uh, a, a championship ones also, or even also, championship twos. So if there's a five percent chance, so let me let, let me just take your question and then just just make it wrong <laughs> and just and just and just rephrase it and say if there's a five percent chance you win a championship with Steph. Right, not not that he loses in the first round, which I imagine they'll lose in the first round a few times these next few years. But let's say they steal one again, like twenty twenty two. I'd rather take that chance because I don't believe as great as Kaminga looked tonight, as well as Pods this season and Moody. We all love Moody. I don't believe that any of those guys will ever touch. Honestly, will ever touch even what like Clay has been. Definitely not what Draymond or Steph has been. Um, give me the five percent. I take that. I guess the reason I have a hard time with this question is I don't believe Steph is washed. So um, if Steph was looking more like clay or, you know, then I would just be like, yeah, let's just, let's just enjoy them for what they are. And like, hope that like the young players, they keep like one of them is going to be a guy. Right. But I, I genuinely think Steph can still be the best player in a title team. I think he plays that well. Uh, I think he's the only guy in that conversation who doesn't have a true number two. How many guys do you think are actually good enough to be the best player on a title team, Andy? Just do the math in your head. Jokic, duh. Giannis, yes. LeBron, I'll still throw him in there. Um, I would like, like, Are you talking Luka. about like right now? Right now. Yeah, I put Luka potentially in that category. I have a hard time saying Embiid, but I sure I'll throw him in that category. Well, you're, you, there's KD, there's there's Kawhi, there's KD. Okay, that's that's six. Um, maybe Shea Gilders Alexander. No, 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 we're not. We're, we're not. We're not. Okay, but my point is, every one of those dudes I just listed has a superstar. They have Devin Booker. KD has Devin Booker. Yeah. LeBron has Anthony Davis. Right. Some days I'm. It's it's debatable which of those duos is even the better one, you know. Yeah, I, mean, um, I was waiting for that. Yeah, uh, Jokic has Jamal Murray. It, it, that's my point. Because Clay is a little older and he's not what he once was. Like Steph doesn't have that guy. Draymond and until I see Steph have that guy, and they are still a mess like this, like I'm not going to believe that. You know, that's kind of where I'm at with it personally. And and maybe. I'm, Maybe then he becomes more of a Giannis Jokic, right? Because I think the other guys have better, probably overall two guys. But Giannis, Giannis is a better team around him than a lot of these other guys, right? Like, like the combination of Middleton and Brook and Dame, like that's that's really good. And then Jokic has got Aaron Gordon and, and Jamal Murray, and he's M- just got some really MPJ. Good I mean, I love MPJ, right? I, well, I know he, I I know he could be a little inconsistent, but like the the sh- when he's going, dude. It's pretty, but he's still know? better than you know. What I mean, like he's still better than a lot of the, what the Warriors have, especially because he's in his prime, right? So, um, so like Steph, can you get debatable can, if he's even hit his prime? To be honest, but you know, well, with his I'm, back, I'm, with his split, back, I'm splitting hairs. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 
if you, which is the long way to go about it, if you can put, and Steph is going to put an AD next to him, he's not going to get any of these these guys, superstars. That's just how it works. But if, if you can put Pasco Siakam and Draymond next to him, right? Like, then we're talking, right? Then, then we're talking about just way more. He had this. He had this with Draymond and Wiggins and Clay no less than two years ago. And it worked. You're not giving Paul enough credit. Paul's better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, sorry. Like, Paul, Paul then is the version of MPJ, right? Like, because sure. MPJ doesn't close some games, Paul didn't close some games. But, hell, he was a huge part of winning a lot of those playoff games. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, 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 right. I, I just I forgot. But, yeah. I, we end it, I think we can end it there. I think it's a fair question. But I'm not ready to I'm not ready to put Steph in, in retirement tour just yet. It's a good way to end so. it. Good way to end it. Appreciate everyone. We'll be back MLK Day. We'll be after the Grizz game. We having some fun. Right?